Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Alfred Uncovered. There's, there's a huge proportion of our people are still in work, still supporting critical human infrastructure um, and delivering vital services for the UK economy. But again, you know, this is something we should look at and we should be proud of. The thing for me is I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your efforts. You've all supported the company and you're all supporting each other, which is excellent and it's really heartwarming for me to witness. So, hi everyone. Um, my name is Peter Hughes, and welcome to the first episode of Altrad Uncovered. It's the podcast that takes you behind the scenes in Altrad. It allows you to get to know the people behind the job titles, understand how they got there, and what really makes them tick. I'm really pleased that Pordy Summers, the CEO of Altrad Services, has joined us here today for this maiden episode. Hi, Pordy, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Peace. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, uh, Pordy. And thanks for joining us. So, before we begin, I'm sure some of the listeners will be really keen to understand a little, a little bit about the real Pordy Summers. So, the man behind the title, if you will. So, Pordy, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? And what gets you up in the morning every day? I guess for, from my accent, everyone will know at this stage, um, I'm Irish, I grew up in Ireland, um, grew up in a place called Kerry. It's a rural community in the southwest of Ireland. Um, I come from a farming background, probably a million miles away from what I do every day nowadays, but um, came from a place with strong values, um, good, good work ethic and a healthy interest in engineering. So. My father and my grandfather before him were always very progressive, embracing change and, and new technology as it came along. Um, so I think I probably got the ambition to get into engineering from, from them uh, and you know to embrace new technologies and see how far I could progress in life. Um, my parents still live in Kerry. I have two sisters and a brother, um, all living in Ireland. All live a little bit away from, from where we grew up, but close enough to, to see them regularly. Um, and I have a wife. Two kids. Um, we're pretty mad about sport. I think anything goes: football, rugby, Gaelic games, of course. Um, I'm probably the same as many parents these days. I spend most of my time uh, across the weekends on, on the sideline of pitches, watching watching my, my kids play play games. Um, well, I'm a Liverpool supporter um, this year. We're heading in the right direction, but um, I think. COVID-19 uh, has, has managed to scupper that as well as lots of other things. Uh, a small problem in the scheme of things, I suppose. But yeah, um, yeah follow Liverpool. Um, what gets me up in the morning? Um, I, I love life. I love meeting people. Um, I, I find it really exciting to be involved in a business like ours, which is just a people business. So that's what gets me up in the morning. Probably everyone that meets me, you know, I need to probably shut up from time to time. I really enjoy the conversations I have with people and, and, and find people very interesting and you know that's the that's the bit that gets me up every day thanks Pordig. that that was really insightful and it would be unprofessional of me to uh, 
<laughs> to make any comment on your choice of football team. So on that basis, I'm going to move on to the next question. <laughs> um, so it must have been some 12 months or so since you received that call to become the CEO here at Altrad. So, so where were you? What I mean, what happened and what was that moment really like for you? Um, I was in Montpellier at, at the group headquarters um, and there was a discussion with, with Mr. Altred and Louis at the time. Um, it, it was a surprise piece um, and, you know, it was unexpected. But I guess when the opportunity arose, I realized how much I really wanted to do it. Um, I didn't hesitate. It didn't take me too long to say yes. Um, I guess in a group role, um, you can, you know, you're, you're influential and you're involved, but you're, you're on the sidelines from day-to-day -day operations a little bit, and you know that's the bit that that I really get excited about. So um, for me, it was you know, you know, having been with group for two years and, and having had great experiences there and learned a lot. Um, the opportunity to get back involved in day-to-day -day operations and and lead a, a new and exciting business unit in UK Ireland and Nordics was 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 fantastic, and I just jumped at it. Um, it's a really exciting opportunity for me. Um, it's an exciting um, time for our business. Uh, we're industry leader, we have great people and there are huge opportunities ahead of us. So being able to get involved and, and help the business move beyond the integration phase and move on to a phase where we can optimize our performance, refine our strategy and, and build on the market leading position that we have. Um, <clears throat> that's, that, that's, that's a fantastic opportunity for me. And you know, I've, I've huge ambitions for this business and, We've exciting growth um, potential uh, over the next few years, and, and once we get beyond COVID nineteen, I'm sure um, people will be able to see the plans that we have and and, and hopefully support us to, to to deliver on them ambitions. So, for me, it was uh, it was unexpected at the time, and didn't hesitate to take the opportunity when it came along. And, and uh, so far, first twelve months have, have flown, um, and really enjoying it. Brilliant, brilliant. That's really interesting. Um, so, was they was it always your intention to become a CEO? CEO? I mean, did you wake up one morning and think, I know, uh, I want to be a CEO, or was it part of some sort of longer term career plan, or did it did it just simply evolve? Um, I think I think it evolved. Um, not sure I knew what a CEO stood for when I was when I was growing up as a kid. But um, no, I, I don't I don't think anyone has an ambition to to do it from day one. Um, I, I've always been ambitious and always wanted to succeed and, and do a bit more. But you know, never had you know that written down on a piece of paper and saying you know I, I want want to be CEO. I've I've never really had a a well defined career path in terms of saying you know I need to be here by a certain point in life. Um, Never put that kind of pressure on myself. Um, I've always believed in doing my best. Um, like I said, I've been ambitious um, to progress, um, but also believe in, in being loyal to a business and, and being patient. I think, you know, if if you're in a business and you're patient, you know, change comes along from time to time. To time. So with change, there's always a bit of opportunity. So never be afraid to embrace change. I've, I've always it as a as a door to walk through and, and just just take that that chance that you know it can it can help your career progress um i've always been fortunate to meet some good people along the way and have had some great mentors um that have always supported me and helped me to progress um so 
I guess that always allowed me to be confident in taking steps forward in my career. So no, I, I, I didn't ever have, you know, that you know, I need to be a CEO. I, I've always had a need to do more and, and felt like I needed to progress. And, you know, thankfully opportunities have presented themselves to me along the way, Pete. And um, I've been fortunate to, to get this position. And, you know, first 12 months have, have gone well. I'm really enjoying the business and enjoying the opportunity and feel that, you know, the next five to 10 years um, are full of potential for our business. And I'm looking forward to, to progressing myself with the people around me. Brilliant. So, so what was that transition like? Um, so you were working for Altrad Holdings, and then you, 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 you then shifted to become the CEO of one of the largest parts of this group. Um, almost like going from gamekeeper to poacher <laughs> in some ways. How was that? Oh, get gamekeeper to poacher. I'm not so sure. Um, it was, Peter, it was really easy, to be honest. Um, I've been in the industry for 20 years now. Um, I'm part of the Altra Group for five years, so the UK, Ireland, and Nordics weren't weren't really new to me. So having spent two years in holding it gave me time to build some relationships with Mr. Altra, Louis, and the wider holdings team, which is great. Um, the group has, as you know, has got really strong values and clear management principles at its core. So that's allowed the business to succeed over many, many years, as we've seen. And you know, what was really insightful for me at the time being a group was to see how passionate Mr. Aldred and Louis are about sticking to these values and principle, principles. They're, you know, they, they they live them every day. They speak about them every day. It's really vibrant and part of the business. It's not something that sits on the shelf and we pull it down and and, 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 and we present it in a brochure or something. It, 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 it's key to how the business operates. And I think that was really insightful for me and something that I'll bring with me in my future career. I think when you look at how passionate how they are, how, how rigidly they stick to their, their principles that have been the winning formula over the last 20 years, 20, 25 years now, um, it gives me confidence that the group will take the right actions to navigate through the challenges that we're facing at the moment. And you know, we will continue to have that market leading position. I think if you look at the values, the management principles that the group have, it's really, really, um, how would you say, set up to deal with a situation like faces us that, that faces us at the moment with COVID-19 and you know will allow us to get beyond this in a, in a strong position looking after our people and also looking after the the, the, the health and the economics of, of of the business so that we can we can get back to a normal normality in in the in the in the near future okay well given your journey is there one bit of advice you could give to ambitious employees at Altrad who who almost have an inspiration to climb the, the sort of corporate ladder here at Altrad. So is there one thing that really worked for you that you could share? I, I wouldn't pretend to have a secret formula, Peter, if I did. Um, maybe I should have used it myself along the way. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, you know, a lot of these answers can get cliche, but, you know, for me, I've always had a really strong work ethic. Um, I'm willing to learn and, and I've been a good listener along the way. So I think that's always stood me in good stead. Um, I think, you know, at times, you know, when people are really ambitious, they you know, can close their mind and get really focused on getting to, you know, another stage on the ladder. Um, for me, having an open mind, mind isn't a weakness. 
you know, a famous uh, saying, but my grandfather used to use it a lot was you have two ears and one mouth. And I, and I firmly believe in that one. You know, sometimes the best thing to do is just listen. And if you listen to enough people, you'll, the answers will present themselves. So, um, I think that's, that's one bit of advice that I would ask people to heed. Um, I think ambition needs to be balanced as well. Be, you know, you have to be patient. If you get too ambitious and get so focused on ambition, it can become a distraction in itself. So mm-hmm. you, you have to be patient um, along the way as well and wait for the opportunities to present themselves. Doors will open and then have the courage to walk through. Um, obviously, you need to take learning and development opportunities to present. Um, make sure you, you build your relationships along the way. You build relationships by going the extra mile for people. That's important. And like I've said, opportunities will present themselves and provided you have the values, the right values and, and, and demonstrate the right behaviors, people will support you on your journey and, 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 and you will succeed. So yeah, I've no secret form. I, I guess just, just, just some common sense, but you know, common sense is, isn't always listened to. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> fair, fair, thanks for that. Um, but so drifting to the sort of logistics of your role um your homes in ireland as you said earlier a lot of the works in the uk and you also look after the nordics so uh, i'm just curious so what what does a typical week look like for you (laughs) if there is such a thing and uh, i guess you know traveling is quite a feature of your um your normal week and what, but what are the key things as well? So how do you cope with the traveling? And and what are the key things you focus on as the CEO? Um, I'm probably not, not different to a lot of folk these days. You know, a lot of people in, in our business as well, you know, traveling goes with my role. Where I live, like you say, means that I'm, I'm going to travel a lot. And, and where our clients and our business is located, you know, it's spread over a, a large geography. So, um, yeah, I, I, traveling goes goes with it generally I'm away from home Monday to Friday um, you know visiting clients and meeting some of the wider team you know for me that's not a job really that's 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 very enjoyable I, I really enjoy that part of the job um, building on existing relationships trying to understand how we can support our clients um, and, and, and meet the challenges that they present us and opportunities that come along as well so um, yeah that, that that for me is, is easy I, I don't find the travel tough going i guess maybe there's the odd uh december january morning at, at 4 a.m where you may feel a little bit sorry for yourself but generally i can get get up off my backside and get going and meet some people and, and feel feel enthusiastic about it um travel has to be balanced ensuring that we've we, you know we don't spend all our time traveling around you have to remain focused as well make sure we're reviewing the business performance and have the right direction of travel you know so it's important to get the right balance so for me spinning some time or quite a lot of time with customers um, or colleagues in the business, but also spending some time you know, with, with, with a smaller team, reviewing what we're doing uh, and making sure that we're, we're taking the right decisions and, and we've got the, you know, the, the right direction of travel, as I've said. So yeah, um, travel, I think when we, when we get beyond the current crisis, maybe we'll have a different view of travel. I think we're, we're embracing technology more and more and it's, um, you know, we, we've got to find reasons to travel whereas in the past i think we we had to find uh, reasons to use um skype and things like teams and, and other technology that's there to, to to communicate remotely and work 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 collaboratively remotely so i think it's after this current crisis is over maybe we'll have a different view of travel but yeah, 
it goes with the territory. Meeting people is is not hard work for me. Okay, well, I certainly hope you're right on that uh, on that travel front, Forty. Uh, um, you know, given all of that, the the demands on your time must be pretty challenging. You know, you've got a lot of you know a lot of a lot of people employed by the business that you have to engage with. You've got you know, as you've said, clients. You've also got holdings and the group in France to 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 communicate communicate with. So. Yeah, demands on your time must be pretty challenging. So how do you manage that? And I guess the other bit of that is how do you make sure you focus on the big ticket items which move the business forward? Because, you know, I guess people look at what you're doing and, 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 and leap to the conclusion that that's the most important thing in the business. How, how do you manage all of that, Paulie? I wouldn't say I'm you know, the only person in business that, that's very busy. Um, these is everyone in the team have a lot of demands on them, uh, a lot of demands in their time. But um, I think the challenge for me is making sure, that, like you've said, with the right balance between the here and now and what will happen in the future and trying to make sure that we, we're focused on delivering right now for our customers, um, delivering on our commitments right now, but also having a view of what the future might look like and how we can position our business um, to get ahead of that and, and and take competitive advantage of that, it's a fine fine balance. Um, if you if you take the here and now, you know clearly COVID nineteen is is an issue that we need to focus on. So the the strategy the strategic part kind of drifts into the background. It's still alive. It's still being worked on, but it takes up a little bit less of our time these days because we're, we're we're focused on the here and now, and that's rightly so. Um, like I said, you know day to day, we have to look at performance improvement and measuring performance um, so we can keep pace with the customer expectations um, and in a, in a landscape that's really competitive that we can all see. Um, so we look at programs, things like excellence delivered. It's key to ensuring we have a consistent approach um, to improve performance improvement across the business, all facets of the business, not just looking at you know productivity in, in operations. We look at safety, quality, productivity. They're all linked. And you know, for me, it's you know, we 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 spend a lot of time making sure that we have the right teams in place to grab hold of the program, uh, and then I trust them to take it to the next level. So that's that's how we focus on 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 the here and now. Um, but then you know, we, like I said, we need to look at what's coming in the future. So we have to set some time aside to review strategy, ensure our current strategy is still valid, um, but also looking for new opportunities, new markets, potentially new services, and how we might be able to add more value to customers. So earlier this year, as you know, Pete, we've, um, <clears throat> the wider Exco team, we've commenced the strategy review exercise. And when we get to the other side of the coronavirus, um, this current situation, we'll be rolling out a growth driven strategy, um, setting out our ambitions for the next five years. But rightly now the priority is on navigating through C19 period, um, ensuring our people stay safe and our business is healthy and can bounce back to historic employment levels once this crisis has passed okay th- thanks paulie i mean just i guess probably fire before we you know be, be, before we talk we're going to talk a little bit about the issues facing the business now but but before we just just before we dip into that one work-life balance right that's the thing that's talked about a lot how do you get that right paulie given the given given all the demands uh, I, th- I think everyone works hard these days. It's, you know, technology 
means that it follows us around and it's very hard to switch off. So you, know, you have to be resilient and you have to find new ways of finding a little bit of space and, and time for yourself to, um, to, you know, to, to, to switch off. Um, I, I don't find work particularly stressful, I guess. And, you know, I know it'll be different for different people. Uh, I enjoy work. I enjoy working with people. Um, and having people around me is a distraction. And, and, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't tend to get stressed for long periods. I get focused and, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can you know, spend a bit of time where, yes, it can be intense. And, you know, I then find it quite easy to, to move beyond that again and spend another 10, 20 minutes looking at something else. So there's quite a lot of variety that helps me to, to get some balance in, uh, in, in pressure moments and, and not, not so difficult times as well. Um, in terms of sacrifices and, you know, I guess everyone, everyone, uh, everyone in the business, you know, there are lots of demands on time and, and people make sacrifices with families. Um, and we re- rely on a lot of understanding from our families to, to support us in, in our, in our careers. And, um, and I'm, I'm no different to everyone else. Um, travel means I spend a lot of time away from home, but when I'm, when I'm at home, I'm, I'm I spend a lot of time with my family. Um, and they keep me grounded and, and uh, if I'm not getting the balance right, Pete, they, they let me know. I get get instant feedback, so uh, I get back on the right level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I thought like I can relate to that one, but but it's it's good that you get that uh, instant feedback. Okay, um, uh, you know we touched on it a couple of times during the conversation, but you know talking of things that are currently absorbing a lot of people's time now, right now Let, let's chat a little a little bit about the coronavirus pandemic i mean no one could have foreseen the pandemic arriving so i'm really interested to know how it, how are you managing the business through this difficult and challenging time right you said peter it, it is a challenging time for everyone um i think when you look at the world at the moment, we're living in a place where there's a lot of worry. Um, we're all concerned about coronavirus and how it would affect us and, and our loved ones. Um, people are quite rightly concerned about their finances and job securities. And um, I think, you know, there are lots of challenges there, but as a business, we're, we've adapted really well. We've been really flexible in, in, in the current circumstances. The same as everything else, I guess, you know, in life, there aren't any manuals in terms of how we, how we approach this. We're very focused on doing everything we can to keep people safe. We're doing what we can to protect employment, but also preserve our financial resources so we can weather a storm. Um, you know, we're not sure how long the storm will last. So we've got to take decisive action from time to time. When you look at the people and, you know, you know, I know it's always a cliche and, you know, people in my position speak, you know, maybe not so, so honestly about, about things like this, but, you know, I'm, I'm really blown away by how our people have reacted in, in the current circumstances. They've shown great resolve, a real show of character, um, has come to the surface and, and it's really impressed me. I'm, I'm really grateful for everyone's support at this time. It's, it's not a, it's a one, not a one man effort. Everyone in the business is shouldering a bit of the burden. So. You know, it's really, really, it makes me feel proud to, to be part of an, an Altrad UK and Ireland, UK, Ireland and Nordics um, business unit. You, know, you look at how the people have just grasped this challenge and, and, and taken it on. Um, and we've done really well so far. So I'm really proud of everyone. So a challenging question for you, perhaps, Paulie, and, and 
you know, maybe a direct one, but how stable is the Altrad business given these challenging times? We're in a very strong position, Pete. You know, um, obviously, what I've said earlier, you know, we, we, we're not quite sure what the challenges are, you know, the challenges that are facing us. Uh, we're, not, we're not sure how long this will run for. But if you look at us in comparison to maybe some of our peers in, in this industry, we're in a really strong position with, with strong cash reserves. Um, and we've taken decisive action to ensure we can get through this. Um, you know, in a situation like this, there are always some difficult decisions to be taken. They impact everyone in the business. And I, and I appreciate that this can cause hardship for people as well. But I think it's better for us to all to suffer a little rather than, you know, a small proportion of us suffer a lot. So um, we've tried to spread that burden out as much as we possibly can. We've been supported by the government with its uh, for locking process, which isn't ideal, I know, for people. But at the same time, it does provide job security for the longer term um, and hopefully people can get through this unsettling period and, and come back and join us in the near future. Um, some of our people are taking reduced hours. We've looked at pension contributions and we've reduced them down to statutory minimum. People are taking some unpaid holidays to ease the financial burden. I know all this is difficult, but uh, we're doing what we can to share the load. Uh, you know, there's something that we probably forget in all of this and we get focused on maybe the, the negative side, but you know, we should remember that there's there's a huge proportion of our people are still in work, still supporting critical human infrastructure um, and delivering vital services for the UK economy. Um, they're doing this while observing the, the government's guidelines and adopting additional measures to ensure the safety and well-being of everyone in the business. But again, you know, this is something we should look at and, and we should be proud of um, and, and you know support our people and, and, and give them some recognition for the fact that you know they are um, doing some Trojan work, so really proud of that. Um, so yeah, it's a bit a bit of a long-winded answer, I guess, Pete. But we're yeah, we can look forward with some confidence. We've taken the measures to remain safe, protect employment, and uh, and I'm sure we can withstand the financial impacts as well and and bounce back from this quite quickly. Thanks, Bordy. No, don't don't apologise for the long-winded answer. It was a very succinct answer uh, that made a lot of sense. Um, uh, so I guess in terms of the um, um, coronavirus, and, and you've probably been asked this question many times before, so will life ever get back to normal? And if so, when do you think that will be? Well, I think uh, if I could predict that, um, <clears throat> you know, I'd probably, probably be, uh, <laughs> be maybe asked to work for, for some government somewhere, <laughs> and Pete, but yeah, I, I'm... I'm Using the information that's out there, um, I think you know we, we can be pretty confident that not everyone will get the virus, but um, we're all going to be affected by it in some way. So, when will we get will we get back to normality? Um, I think they'll probably get things under control in the near future, but normal normality may not um, come back until such time as we get a vaccine for this. But I think we can get back pretty close to normal once they've flattened the curve. Um, and we see, you know, they, we probably won't get back to big sporting events, but maybe we get back to kids uh, attending school regularly and, and, and normal work habits. But uh, the social stuff will probably be the bit that uh, turns turns back on last because it's uh, it's discretionary. <clears throat> so I think the consensus is that we probably got three to four months ahead of us. We've only been into this for a month now, and it's 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 having a strain on some people. But you know, I think we need to just be resilient. Um, 
we're all in this together. No one's in, in, in a different position to anybody else. We've all got the uncertainty in our lives at the moment, support each other, um, and, and we can get through us. So for us, we're, we're, we're looking at this as maybe a three to four month, month event, um, and that's what we're planning and preparing for. Uh, but we have the ability to adapt as things change, of course. But um, yeah, I would think three to four months, Pete, and we'll get back um, close to normality. But I think, you know, given the significance of this event, it will have a, a long-term impact in, in how we uh, how we operate and how the world uh, operates in, in, in the future. Thanks, Paulie. Um So what what message do you have right now for the for the wider Altrad team and and the listeners of this this podcast today? I guess you know, the thing for me is I, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your efforts. You've all supported the company and you're all supporting each other, which is excellent and, and it's really heartwarming for me to witness how our people have come together to ensure that, you know, not one person suffers a lot, but we all suffer a little bit together and there's been a, you know, there's been a, a willingness for people to, to accept that that's the right thing to do. So I just want everyone to know that we're trying very hard to preserve as many jobs as possible. We're supporting our clients and the industries we serve as well, so they can get past this unprecedented event, event as well. I would ask people to make sure you keep safe, support the NHS, um, and observe the government's guidance. And, and like I said earlier, you be there for each other. This is a tough time, and it doesn't doesn't cost anybody anything to just give a word of kindness and and be supportive along the way. So you just just look after each other. I'm sure we'll get through this together. We'll come out the other side. But I just want you know, everyone to look after themselves and we'll get through this. Um, and when we do, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at life differently, but it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a big celebration as well, I'm sure. Well, thank you, Paul D. Uh, thank you for your, um, thank you for covering off those. There's, uh, I guess, tricky questions about uh, the difficult circumstances we're, we're in at the moment. So I really appreciate that. So, Pauly, that draws this uh, this podcast session to uh, towards a conclusion. I suppose from me, thank you ever so much for sparing your time to join us. Um, it's been a really informative chat. Um, we've certainly gained some insight into your role and the challenges you're facing. Plus, I think we got to know you a little bit better today. So, a big thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. It was it was enjoyable. It was good to good to have a chat. Um, and. Uh... Hopefully we get to hear some some other folk uh, in in the coming weeks as well and and, and hear their interesting stories. Thanks very much. Thanks, Paulie. Um, so finally, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. But before you go, I've got a very small favour to ask. If you like this style of communication and it's more convenient for you, please let us know by emailing us at altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. That's altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. So if you like them, we'll do a lot more of them. And I'd also appreciate your ideas on who you would like to hear from and what questions you'd like asked. Remember, this is your podcast produced for you. So we welcome your suggestions for guests and any questions you'd like put forward. These episodes are not limited to the senior management. So whether you work on site, in a site office or within one of our regional offices, whatever your role, we're sure you'd make a brilliant guest. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.